look at this, but I think I'm taking too long. Here, use the money. Oh, no, no, you can do better than that, Jerry. I want you to say it with you with me, then, brother. Hey, I got Bob Sugar on the other line. I better hear you say it. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Show you the money. Not, not show you. Show me the money. Show me the money. Yes. Louder. Show me the money. That's it, brother, but you got to yell that shit. Show me the money. I need to feel you, Jerry. Show me the money. Jerry, you better yell. Show me the money. Congratulations, you're still my angel. The bomb, the bomb, the bomb. Step on the set just to see what I can see. No cabbage in my pocket, so I'm thinking deviously. I hear the corner in the photo. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Chair Shot Bets, PC Tunney and Christopher Platt with you once again this week. And I bet you're going to have a good time. Uh, try to use as many bet cliches as I possibly can here. Uh, bear with me. We're recording Wednesday morning, getting ready for the NBA Finals, which we'll be talking about. Maybe uh, talk some hockey. We got UFC and PGA on the docket again, so another full card. Christopher Platt, Week 2, Chair Shot Bets. I think we broke kind of even last week. Nothing spectacular, but how you feeling? And thanks for putting pants on. Well, greetings and salutations. And ladies and gentlemen, that's actually a shoot. I, I actually, as the intro was playing, I, I ran over and, and threw some shorts on. I was literally not wearing pants at the beginning of this call. So he, he's he's very appreciative of that. That's that's for real. That, that really happened. And again, I, I think I need to point out that these uh, bets and our predictions and picks and whatnot are for entertainment purposes only, folks. Okay, please gamble at your own risk. I don't need you sending me a pipe bomb in the mail because... You lost your mortgage because of me. I don't need that shit in my life, okay? I got enough going on. Fair enough. I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you you got uh, you got some help in town right now for, for Baby Bash, don't you? We do. His family is in town on Amber's side. His, uh, his nana, uh, he's got a couple TTs here and... Uh, we're actually going to be dropping him off tonight, and we're going to kind of do our own thing. They're going to—he's going to play his first overnight game or away game, rather. He's going to spend the night with them at their Airbnb, and we're going to get a chance to do a little date night. We're going to get our nails done, go grab something to eat, and 
probably clean the house up a little bit and hopefully try to get a few hours of sleep. You I'm guys probably going to go back to sleep guys, right after this. You guys will be asleep at quarter to nine tonight. <laughs> you have both you think have we'll this, make it that late? You have the grand illusion of coming home, half in the bag, and having some wild <laughs> sex, and no way. It's going to be, let's clean this shit up and go to bed. Fuck this. You think we're going to make it that late? <laughs> I'm thinking like crash and burn at about seven thirty, man. I'm not even gonna lie to you. <laughs> so you got you gotta get you gotta get the pack and play together and the big diaper bag, right, for them to have over there so the baby can sleep and not whatnot. Yeah, I totally about the pack and play. The diaper bag is already together, but I've got about the pack and play. We probably need to, yeah, we probably need to get that together as well. There you go. Although he's spoiled, he, he's been sleeping in the bed with us. He <laughs> spoils him. I got to watch out, you know, because I already caught the little motherfucker with an errant bow before. You know, a little errant elbow right to the soft spot. Oh, <laughs> man. They're training them young, folks. They're training them young at the, at the what is it, the Cranber compound here we got going on? Yeah, no, man. No, no, no guess for the foreseeable future. All them, all them motherfuckers are out on their own for a little while. Yeah, yeah. So God bless you all. God bless Ben Simmons, Jameis Winston, uh, Tua Tungaloa. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else that spent some time down here? If I forgot, blame it on the brain, not the heart. Uh, real spit though, man. I did see uh, Cam Newton randomly just out and about on Monday. Really? Was yeah. He, was he it was wearing, interesting. Was he wearing some funky hat? He was wearing some weird shit, man. Like I can't even describe the outfit <laughs> he was, was wearing. Yes, he had on a funky hat, but he was also just wearing some weird ass shit. Like he that's a shoot, apparently. Yeah. I guess a, that's just not for the camera. No, no. Yeah. He's he's very fashion forward and, and uh conscious. So you know, I don't I'm not I'm not making fun of him. I mean I uh I, he, he's he's out there living his I best am, life, like, so good for him, man. I am. He he looked like he was about to go to the cantina <laughs> scene in Star Wars. <laughs> Oh man, he was going on. You know, I didn't. You know, I didn't really bother him because I was eating. But there was some asshole that ran up on him. Hey, Cam, Cam, like they're old buddies or some shit. You could tell he was a little annoyed by that. But um, yeah, yeah wow. just random. All right, well, shout out to Cam Newton. You're listening to Chair Shot Bets with Christopher Platt and PC Tony right here, Chair Shot Radio Network, part of the Chairshot.com, where we encourage you to always. Use your head and visit ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. We'll be right back. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to AngryLemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's AngryLemonade.net. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. All right, folks, what a time of the year. We got plenty of playoffs going on. It's basically been missed maybe one or two nights in the past nearly two months here between the NBA, the NHL. We're going to talk NBA basketball right now. The finals are going on. It is one game apiece as we head to Boston. Uh, Boston did steal that first game. Platt and I both had the Warriors minus three and a half, so that was a big L. I would need the Warriors to win the rest of the game to hit my Warriors in five pick. Platt's looking pretty solid, Warriors in six. Although I don't know. I think it'll be hard for them to win in Boston. We'll see. We'll see how they play on the road. 
Right now, I think Steph is still be the favorite that you would think for this uh, Finals MVP, which we picked in our long shots. I had uh, I had Marcus Smart and you had Draymond Green, so that would really be a change in the way the series is going to see something like that happen. Chris, what are your thoughts here on the first two games of this NBA Finals? I would say it went probably how I anticipated it would go. 1-1 heading back to Boston. I mean, these teams are pretty evenly matched, and I think you you saw that, especially in game one. Game two, actually, both games played out the exact same way now that I think about it. They were close games, and then one team makes a run late and pulls away, and, you know, the score looks a little inflated as opposed to how close the game was. What's up with Tatum? Tatum, you, you he's got to get it going, man. They've got to do something. If I was, I can't pronounce the coach's name. I would, the first couple of plays, man, when we come down on offense in the first quarter, I try to get him switched on Steph, put him down in the block and see if he can get his rhythm going. Maybe he gets fouled, hits a couple free throws. Maybe seeing those free throws go in will help him uh, get a rhythm going. But you've got to do something to get him going because I don't think they can win this series with him playing the way he's playing. Shout out to uh, Jalen Brown because he's kind of picked up a little bit of the slack, but if they're going to win this series, obviously Tatum, it's, it's going to be about Tatum. He's got to he's got to play better than he did. Or has he? Has, folks, I've been up for like 25 minutes. Please forgive me. <laughs> he's got to play better than he has been. What's worse, us just waking up or us like uh, four fifths of the way through a really long DWI podcast where we barely coherent? <laughs> That's a great question. I'm going to go with the latter because I'm I'm. Or the yeah, the latter, because I'm not used to the form. I'm used to the latter. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you you said it right. The uh, Celtics huge. First of all, let's put it this way: I this should be two all. This series should be two all. How do you blow a twelve point lead at home? After, you know, heading into the fourth quarter, if you're the Golden State Warriors, right? To me, that's that's a little bit poor. Uh, but they did, you know, they did they did have the big third quarter at home to separate themselves in game two. The other thing that happened in game one, so to me, I don't see the Warriors losing this series whatsoever. Whether they win it in five, six, or seven will will be yet to be seen. But Al Horford had another huge game, and he's good for one a series. That's about it, right, in my opinion. So I think that first game was a little bit of a fluke. I thought the Warriors would take the first two, split on the road, and come home and win it. We'll see if they can win on the road. It should be really interesting tonight to see the way Let's see the way Boston's bench could maybe step up the way they've played well at home. I, I don't know. Is Clay going to come back and play well? You talk about Tatum. He had 28 in game two, still didn't shoot over 50%, did have six threes. But, you know, Steph has got 63 points through the first two games. So if you can't find a way to slow him down, I just don't see the Celtics winning three of the next five games. Yeah. I could see that. Well, Steph is going to get his. The problem is when the other guys step up. I think Poole stepped up and he stepped up big. He's been playing well this series. So, you you know, you kind of got to stop the other guys. Maybe you go, okay, we're going to let Steph get his, but we're going to shut everybody else down. Kind of like how they did with Brooklyn. They said, okay, Kyrie, go off. Go off, sis. Do your thing. Whatever, whatever. He granted only had, you know, a couple of good games in that series. But you understand what I'm saying. They were more focused on on Kevin Durant. Uh, Yeah, Tatum, okay, he had the 28, but, you know, he didn't play well. They, they've got to get him going. I actually think that Boston's going to win tonight. You know, they're home, in their home beds. I think the role players will step up. The energy in the building is going to be palatable. You know that, because I don't think they've had a finals in some time now. And I think Tatum comes out and, and reasserts his dominance and has a good game here. I think that's going to be the plan early, is to try to get him going. 
So same line we had only flipped because we're in Boston now from game one, minus three and a half. I would imagine you're going to take Boston to cover that. I'm going to go with Golden State, and I'm going to take over 212 and a half points combined. Uh, I think Golden State wins this game big. I think Clay and Steph and George, I think you see the Death Star lineup just go off in Boston tonight. I think those all three of those guys go for at least 25. I think they're going to have big. Huh? I think they're going to have 90 points between the three of them. And I think Boston's going to win by 20 and it's going to be like a 125-105 kind of game. You mean Golden State? Golden State. Yes, that's what I mean. Yes, sir. Thank you for correcting me. Wow. Okay. So so let's see here. Uh, PC is going with uh, Golden State plus three and a half and over two twelve and a half. Chris is going with Boston minus three and a half. And are you going over or under the two twelve and a half? That's a safe bet, man. I'll go. I'll go over. That's a safe bet because they've been scoring a lot of points in this series. Both teams really. Here we go. I think they've been over 100 in all, you know, both games. Both teams have been over 100. So, yeah, I'll take the over. Check your phone, too, by the way. Amber sent me something that I sent to you. All right. I'll do that while I tell you that it's a it, – we're split on who's going to win the game tonight with the spread, but we both agree on the over. So the one thing I can tell you is take the under tonight. That's probably the only mm-hmm. guarantee. That's the safest bet because watch it be a tie. <laughs> Watch this somehow be the first tie in NBA history. Yeah, half point. No, I don't know. I said it on the half. I found a couple different lines, and I was like, I don't know. When you bring it up on a show, let's get – oh, there he is. There's Cam. Yeah, all right. Well, here, let me describe. He's got – let's start from the bottom. Let's start from – this is fun. Uh, I should put this on. Can you can you tweet that picture out? It's good seeing my boy looking – however you want to do it. Um, so that way, when people listen to the show – when you listen to this, when you listen to Chair Shop Bets, you can head on over to uh, Twitter, check out at the real C Plat, T H E R E A L C P L A T T, and you'll see uh, what Platt saw. So the boots are red with black laces, and when I say boots, they come up to I don't know, maybe a half inch over the ball of his ankle, maybe slightly higher, and they're not tight, they're loose. So it looks like. Um, I don't know what it looks like. It looks like he's got a big collar like, around his feet. Like, but... the, like the equivalent to a rubber dish glove, maybe. Okay. And he's got black... On your feet. Black socks are sticking out about two inches over that just before the calf muscle starts going up the leg. He's got black shorts on, some kind of red logo on the left leg. He's got a nice bag there with an interesting... It almost looks like a Native American design. Um, some red and tan, maybe a little dark green in there, black on the other side, but like the top is pretty cool. Uh, now that I see it, he doesn't have shorts on. He has overalls on uh, <laughs> and a black T-shirt under that. So that's pretty, that's, you know, then now we move up. He's got a red, uh, he's got a red bandana tied as a kerchief around his neck with the knot in the front. <laughs> he's got some stylish glasses on. He's sporting the Spaniard goatee which is the mustache and no connection to the goatee running up uh, the underlip as well look good i sport that i used to looks like he's got the dreads that's the uh that's the the don quixote yeah, yeah. he looks like he's got the i see one dread maybe two he's got the double dread coming out the back they're looking good and now he's got a i don't know it's not a fedora it's not a cowboy hat it's somewhere in between with like a green tie around it 
And maybe, is that his scarf coming off the back of it, or is that just something on the wall? I think that's just something on the wall. But the hat, think uh, peak Greg Norman. When Greg Norman was at the peak of his right. powers on the but, PGA Tour, but like, but that, like, that's the hat. Yeah, but not so much like circular, like nice like that maybe like a, with a little indiana jones thrown in so it's a little bit like kerfuffled and it's burned down on one side and... <laughs> hey what are the odds yeah he's worn <laughs> it before <laughs> what were the Basically, odds we can say that <laughs> oh you're welcome america okay yeah so definitely go and check out uh cam newton's picture there very fashion forward like i said fashion conscious he's, he's his own man i give him that I don't think he looks horrible. Um, and take the under tonight, under 212 and a half on, on, on NBA. Okay, good stuff, good stuff. Thanks, Chris. Let's change the topic quickly. Looky, looky, Christopher. The Avs have swept uh, the, the Oilers, right? They swept Edmonton, didn't they? Boy, Patrick and Dave are going to be really yes. displeased with me. <laughs> yeah, Edmonton. And they're looking really good uh, offensively and defensively. But on the other side of the coin, the team going for their third straight Stanley Cup found themselves down 2-0 and now have regained a tie in the series, 2-2, taking care of their business. They will meet Thursday night in Game 5 in New York. I took the Lightning to win this series. You took the Rangers how are you feeling about it right now? Not well. I felt <laughs> a lot better last week than I did this week. I'll tell you that damn much. After 2-0, man, oh, I was ready to come on here and talk cash money shit, man. I really was. But um, it looks like uh, Tampa Bay may have regained the thing. I'm not jumping ship. I still had the Rangers. I think I had the Rangers in six, didn't I, if I'm not mistaken? Yes, I'm sir. not jumping ship. Yeah, so, you well, know, let's go Rangers. The big thing about this series and what's turned on it now is the fact that Vasilevsky's tightened up and not really allowed, you know, nearly the same amount of shots. He's allowed two goals now or three goals in the last two games as opposed to, boy, I think it was seven or eight in the first two games. So the other thing that I've noticed was a really interesting stat that I heard last night. Really good game last night. A lot better than the 4-1 finish. It was really close um, through the first two and a half periods until it went to three nothing the rangers don't have a single five on five goal all the rangers goals are on power plays so if the lightning can continue that kind of defense without committing you know slashing those penalties down a little bit i don't see there's any way the rangers can win without being able to score five on five goals yeah that's not a good sign i can't argue with that that's not a really good sign uh, prayerfully, they're going back to New York now, so they'll get a little home cooking, which you, they probably will. I mean, because, you know, you could call a foul on every play, just like you can call holding on every play in the NBA or in the NFL, just like you can call a foul on every play in the NBA. It just depends on what the refs are willing to let play or, you know, how hard. Again, folks, I've been up for like maybe 30 minutes now, so please forgive me. This is not my best performance. But uh, it just depends on how tight the refs want to call it. So. That's not a good sign. That's not a good stat moving forward, though. They're going to have to figure some shit out, but um, I, I'm not going to jump ship, man. It ain't looking good, but I'm not going to jump ship. Shout out. Let's go, Rangers. All right. Well, it should be interesting. Uh, the Rangers definitely – you know, it's funny. My good buddy Satchel McFlippins, he, uh, he's a huge hockey fan, and we were talking about this series 
when the Lightning were waiting to see whether it was going to be the Rangers or Carolina when they had that game seven. He goes, who would you, who would you rather see them play? And I go, you know, if it was anybody else but the Rangers, I'd say Carol, I'd say the team that Carolina was playing because Carolina has one of the the best home ice advantages in the entire NHL. Their fan base is ridiculous. They create a lot of noise and a lot of energy in that building. But the garden's the freaking garden, right? And the Rangers are the Rangers. So I, I told them it's going to be a tough road to hoe either way. I, I don't care. I think if you continue to see this team play like they did the last game and a half, the Lightning, they, they know what they're there to. They're, they're on the precipice of history. They're six wins away. That's that's pretty much where they're yeah. at. And to be honest with you, considering the amount of talent, there's more talent in the NHL now than there ever has been, in my opinion. Now, I'm not going to put them past the Canadians team that won so many championships in a row, and I'm not going to put them past uh, Wayne Gretzky's dynasty with Mark Messier in Edmonton, right? But I'll put them up there with the with the with the Islanders four in a row and any other dynasty smaller than the ones I just mentioned in hockey history, as this is one of the top five dynasties of all time. If Tampa Bay can go ahead and finish this off this year and win their third in a row with the the talent they have and the coach Coop is really excellent with them as well. So that would be where I'm at with this lightning. That's kind of the history they're looking at Thursday night, Chris, tomorrow night game, also pivotal game five. Uh, Tampa Bay is actually favored in this game at New York, considering the form they're in right now. Over-under on goals is 5.5. If you want to take the money line, Tampa Bay's minus 130. I believe the Rangers are plus 110. Or you can take it, the Tampa Bay's minus 1.5 goals. I honestly would t- would take the goals and see that Tampa maybe wins a, a game by one goal here. I think a real tight matchup. But I think there's going to be some scoring. So I'll take the Tampa Bay money line. I think they win the game. And I'll say over five and a half goals. I think we're going to see like a 4-3, kind of game. Yeah, I think that's um, – honestly, I think that's the only way the Rangers can win, especially judging by the first two games in this series. Obviously, I have to go with the Rangers. I'm not going to jump ship at this point, even though it's kind of looking like uh, the uh, – looking like the pumpkin or the the – the, you know how Cinderella went and the shit turned back into a pumpkin. The carriage. There we go. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm going to take the Rangers here and I'll, I'll take down. I'll, I'll take I'll, I like I like the money line because I'm, I'm with Tony, man. I think it's going to be high scoring. It has to be frenetic and, and over, that kind of game five for the Rangers to be able to compete. Over five and a half goals. All right. We got our picks in for this week for the NBA and for hockey. We're going to take another brief commercial break, and when we come back, we're going to touch on the UFC quickly, and then we're going to get into all the drama that's going on in the PGA Tour and let you know how we did last week on the links. This is Chairshot Bets, Chairshot Radio Network, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the Chairshot. We'll be right back. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Welcome back, folks. Right here, ChairShot Bets. Did you see the, did you see the logo, Chris, for ChairShot Bets? Yes, it's it's very uh, 
I like it. It's nice. You don't like it. it. (laughs) Oh, you didn't see it. Oh, go on Twitter. Just go on Twitter. (laughs) Go on Twitter and you can follow us at ChairShotBets. Then everybody can check it out. Yeah. Okay, keep talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't yell at me. Okay. Yes, go on Twitter and follow us at ChairShotBets. Okay, thanks, Platt. Good job. He's, he's busy right now. Last week, we had UFC Fight Night 56, I think it was. Sure, that sounds right. We were picking the co-main event, Danny IG against Movs, Movsar Evloev. Evloev. Easy. <laughs> Easy for you to say. Not necessarily. And then... Alexander Volkov against Jarzinho Rosenstruck. We both f- thought that Movzar was going to come out and show why he was undefeated, but Danny IG was the clear-cut favorite here. He ended up with a Danny uh, with a with a unanimous decision. Where we did split though was Platt was correct. Alexander Volkov first round TKO of Jarzinho Rosenstruck. Volkov looks motivated, Platt, to try and become uh, the UFC heavyweight champion and get up in that title picture. Yeah, and I'm sure Dana probably whispered something in his ear because nobody knows what's going on with Nganu. So that that was definitely – the carrot was on the stick for him there, and he came out and he looked very impressive, and he's on that short list. He's got to be. Yeah, how could you not? How could you not? Especially with a you know, win against such a striker like Jarzinho Rosenstruck. Just, that guy, he just throws bombs. All right, well, this week we have something even more special to pick from UFC – 275 highlighted by two title fights and an additional very big matchup uh Zhang Wei Li coming back against Joanna Jedrashek sure that's what we'll call it uh <laughs> <laughs> Zhang is 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 minus 155 favorite I think I I like her to win here and get herself back into that title picture in the strawweight division what do you think chris i agree I, i'll take jane because i've actually heard of her as opposed to joanna no disrespect to joanna you can come throw me around the octagon anytime baby all right well tyler santos is going ahead and challenge <laughs> valentina shevchenko who is on the precipice of becoming another one of the goats in ufc all time the amount of wins she's put together um she's a freaking hero in her country of Kazakhstan. Um, if you ever get a chance, go ahead over to ESPN and check out the piece that they did on her. It's just wonderful. She's treated like a she's she's literally treated like a Wonder Woman, like as a freaking god and 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 a model at the same time, right? But I think she might need to go ahead and win a few more fights in this division and capture a second title to be on the the likes of an Amanda Nunes and things of that nature. But Huge favorite this weekend, minus 6.30. I wouldn't even bet on this fight because it wouldn't be worth it with the money line. Shevchenko should take care of it. If anything, maybe try and pick a first-round victory here and make it good odds on that. Platt, what do you think? Shevchenko building her legacy. This is such great podcasting, but I actually agree with Tony. Yeah, I wouldn't bet the money line. I'd bet the round. See if, you know, I would say take out within the first couple of rounds. I don't think this is going to go the distance. We'll see what happens. Uh, main event, light heavyweight title bout. 
the man who must have stepped into the fountain of youth because the older he gets, the better he gets. Glover Teixeira defending said belt against Yuri Prochaska. Prochaska is a pretty big favorite here at minus 200. He has been just wonderfully dominant in a lot of his fights in the past. Platt, where do you see this one going here? Can Glover Teixeira continue to build and stay UFC champion? Nah, it's a good story, but again, much like the Rangers, his carriage is about to turn back into a pumpkin as well. So I'm I'm taking my man. I'm not gonna even attempt to pronounce his name because I'm not as brave as Tunny. <laughs> All right, well there you have our picks, folks. We like the favorites. Nothing major going on here. Uh, you got Prochaska. I got Prochaska as well. I think I, I just. I'm good for Teixeira. We all got Prochaska. You get a Prochaska. You get a Prochaska. We all got Prochaskas. Now we need a prescription. All right. Um, stay with us. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Son of a bitch, Paul. Why didn't you just go home? That's your home. Are you too good for your home? Answer me. Suck my white ass, Paul. All right, folks, if you want to play along with our picks this week, head on over to VegasInsider.com. Go ahead and check out Golf Odds. Make it happen for this weekend. RBC Canadian Open is what we're picking this week. Next week is the U.S. Open, Christopher Platt. That should be some really, really good viewing. But for now, let's recap the picks we made last week and where everybody finished. Platt and I, uh, I had Spieth and Platt had Rory. They both tied for 18th, so... Nothing major there on our favorites pick from last week. Uh, really nice victory from uh, Billy Horschel last week. Took control, shot a 65 on Saturday, ended up shooting minus 13. Nice eagle to finish uh, the towards the end of the round on Sunday. Congratulations to him. Big win. Memorial's a really big tournament. Uh, Keegan Bradley was my underdog. He tied for 37th. Platt was lucky enough to catch DeChambeau at a lower uh, possibility of winning and because the the Vegas odds were correct he missed the cut folks he did not play well <laughs> at all just coming back off of injury but before we pick our favorites and underdogs this week Chris the brand new live golf tour is starting this weekend as well and the PGA tour has said that golfers golfing on the Live Golf Tour cannot will not be allowed to golf on the PGA Tour or there'll be some kind of sanctions or something like that, right? But the big thing about this is the major championships in golf are not controlled by the PGA Tour. The Masters is controlled by Augusta and they determine who comes and plays. The U.S. Open is determined by the USGA of America and they decide who comes and plays. Even the PGA Championship is governed by the PGA of America, not by the PGA Tour. So they decide who comes and plays, right? And obviously the British Open is controlled by the Golf Association over there in the Queensland. So guys like Dustin Johnson and Phil Mickelson and Patrick Reed um, and possibly if Bryson DeChambeau is doing it as well, um, they're all eligible to play in these majors with exemptions because they've won tournaments or majors already that have exempt them for a period of time moving forward, right? There are 12 of the 48 guys that will be playing in the initial live golf tournament this weekend. 
are eligible to play in the U.S. Open next weekend. And the U.S. Open already told Dustin Johnson and Phil Mickelson they can play. So what do you, how do you feel about being a novice golf fan, Chris, but someone who follows it because of what we do? So you have, you know, I would say novice golf fan with more than novice information of the sport. What are your thoughts on the PGA versus the Live Golf Tournament and what's going on? There's going to be eight tournaments between this weekend and through the end of October for the Live Golf Tour. They don't play four rounds in 72 holes. They play three rounds. So they play 54 holes, and that's why it's live. L-I-V is the Roman numeral for 54. So that's the amount of number of holes they play in a tournament and the amount and the strokes you would have if you birdied every hole on an 18-hole course, 72-54. So little history behind that, what's going on. So much money to be made here. Guarantee of $120,000 for last place at any of these tournaments. The payout is higher than any of the other tournaments on the PGA Tour, and it's for 48 guys instead of 70 guys that make the cut. And if you miss the cut on a PGA Tour event, you don't make any money. Now you know why some of these guys are going. Chris, I I, I went a little long there, but I wanted to explain the whole situation to everybody that hadn't heard. What are your thoughts on all of this? This is is kind of a crazy time in golf, and what's going to happen? Yeah, this is crazy interesting. I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, didn't Sergio Garcia sign with Liv yep, as well? Exactly. I mean, you know, he's not the player he once was, but he still he's got a lot of name recognition, especially around the world. So that's kind of a big deal. That's like, uh, would you compare that with Chris Jericho signing with AEW, or it, it was, or is Garcia not quite at that level? I think the biggest one is Dustin Johnson. Dustin Johnson. Well, the biggest one is well, Justin Johnson because well, he's still active. Well, and still they're all the active. They're all active. They're all still no, in the mix. Me, yeah, but yeah, like top. Mix. Like he's a top twenty-five. Not, he's no. a top twenty-five player in the world. He's a top ten player in the world. He's a top five player in the world, right? But here's the other thing: Dustin Johnson likely won't be allowed to play in the twenty twenty-three Ryder Cup now either. It must be the money. I mean, number one, it's a good thing for the players themselves because any place that any time that the players or the athletes have more than one destination to go make a living, that's a good thing. But, yo, the Saudis, I think we're burying the lead here. The Saudis are coming out hot right now, aren't they? I mean, I, I you know, we've talked on other podcasts about their 2030 initiative, initiative trying to really ingratiate themselves more with the, the outside world, trying to open things up. Uh, WWE has led that in charge with the uh, Saudi shows. Um they played Black Panther there. I think that was the first uh, non-air movie that they've played there in like 50 years. They even let women go. Uh, they're letting start starting to let women drive cars. Like there's there's some big things going on here in Saudi Arabia, and I think this is uh, right along with that. It's interesting because it looks like a lot of these guys are going to get into a pissing contest with the PGA, which could become interesting. Um, it's hard for me to think that a name like Dustin Johnson wouldn't be able to play in the Ryder cup. And I feel like cooler heads will prevail at some point in time and they'll find some sort of happy meeting where everybody can kind of get along. But at the end of the day, if you're a guy that's got some name recognition and you could still play the majors, which that's all that matters anyway, in terms of name recognition, why wouldn't you go over there to live? You're guaranteed to make six figures, even if you finish butt naked last. It's less strenuous on your body because you only play, you don't play four rounds, you only play the three. And you know you're going to get treated like a king when you go over there. You know they're going to roll out the red carpet for all those guys. And that opens up a whole different market about talking about endorsements and whatever the fuck. So, yeah, give it a shot. Why wouldn't you? 
Dustin Johnson would be perfect with well, something like that. He, okay, that's, I, where I, that's what that's this you. is what I'm getting to. This is what I'm getting to. So the first tournament is being played in England. I believe the next five are in America. Then they go to Thailand and they finish in Saudi Arabia, if I'm correct. Um, Dustin Johnson is getting 150 million dollars to play on this tour. Before, besides the payouts at the tournaments, so I think that's three or four years. I don't know how long the contract was or what the deal was. How much do you oh, think they're they? Not afraid to spend uh, money. How they, much you, they got it? How much do you Half think a they? Billion. Uh, how much do you think they offered Tiger? Half a billion. Higher. A billion. The the rumor was high nine high nine figures was what I heard. So I said, "Fuck it!" If he would ask for a billion, they would have given it to him. So I heard they they offered him like I heard it was nine hundred. Why would he say no? Does he need? What is he gonna do with? I mean, I know what you could do with it, but I mean, I'm just saying he's he's gonna make a he's gonna make a lot of money anyway. Uh, and it's legacy. He's chasing. Yeah. That's the thing about it. That's the one thing the PGA Tour has is the majors and the, the the legacy of the tour and the records. They have the records. What does everybody what does everybody play for every year? The majors. How many do you have? How many times have you won this? Right. There are a few other it, big tournaments exactly. on that tour. They did. You know where else is that? Did he got the qualifying for the Ryder Cup? Right. The President's Cup. All that stuff. It's Tiger Woods. No major is going to turn Tiger Woods away if he goes and plays in fucking Russia. So to that point, he go, sure. He goes sign with I the Russian you. golf no, I get right you. now, and he's going to be able to come back and well, play the majors. Yeah. The other thing he, is, though. You I, might as well get them. It's, he's it's not easy even, money. Nobody expects you to be good. You're basically going over there. You'd basically be like, you know, when Arnold Palmer, they just let him play in the Masters and shit like that. It's just honorary. And, you know, they throw a big parade for you. You, you, you know, you're going to be treated like a king over there. You might as well just get that money lying on the ground. Maybe he doesn't want that. I don't know. I just, he can't, he's not playing next weekend at the U.S. Open. He already said, you know, so he, he comes out, he plays in the Masters, makes the cut. He, he finishes the tournament. He comes back at the PGA Championship, makes the cut, plays in the third round, plays awful, looks bad, doesn't play Sunday, withdraws from the tournament. He's not playing the U.S. Open this next weekend. He said he's going to focus on getting healthy for the British Open. So that's fine. I, maybe he didn't think he could make all these tournaments. I don't know. It'd be easier on him, 54 maybe holes, so. everything else. But I don't know. I think he's more worried about his legacy of the PGA Tour and what he feels he could accomplish. But to your point, yeah, if he was healthy enough to play these eight events and do the Masters, if they, or, or you know, the, 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 um, the, majors. the majors. The Majors. It would make sense, right? But maybe he's not on board with what they're doing. Um, let me run down a list of guys, okay? Guys that are world official world golf rankings right now. One, two, three, four, five guys in the top 50. Dustin Johnson's 13th. Louis Oosthuizen 20th. Bryson DeChambeau 28th. Kevin Na 33rd. Taylor Gooch 35th. Sergio Garcia's 54th in the world. Those are the six best players, okay? The rest of the guys in the top 100 in the world golf rankings go as follows. Pablo Larathabo, Richard Bland, Matt Jones, Sean Norris, Phil Mickelson, Sam Horsford, Lee Westwood, Rio Kinoshita, Ian Poulter, Burned Weisberger, Hudson Swafford, Oliver Becker. So 18 guys in the top 100 in the world are playing in this golf tournament this weekend. That's crazy. This is one of the most fascinating stories in sports in the last, probably the last year. And 
I don't, nobody's talking about it because it's golf, which is unfortunate. But I, I, like I said, I think the bigger story is the Saudis. They're really making some big moves out here. They're throwing around a lot of money. They got it. You know what I mean? They got that oil fuck money, so it's not going anywhere. And Tiger, 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 go pick that money up on the ground, man. <laughs> it reminds me, it, re, it will remind me of, um, you remember when, um, I forgot who signed him. I think it was the uh, LA Galaxy when they brought David Beckham over here trying oh, yeah, to make something yeah. of the MSL. Sure. Yeah, clearly he was past his prime, but the name recognition alone, you know, it drew attention and eyeballs. That's what you're going for here with Tiger. But maybe you're right. Maybe he doesn't think he's physically able to to compete at a high level. Plus, I got to imagine that 14-hour plane ride from here over to Saudi Arabia, that doesn't sound like a whole lot of fun with a guy whose body is breaking down. So maybe that, that has something to do with it. And maybe... He's Tiger, and if he can't compete at a high level, he doesn't want see he he doesn't want people to see him like that. Maybe you're right. I don't know. All I can see is the dollar signs, man. They're gonna offer me a billion dollars to come out, smile, take some pictures with the prince, and you know what I mean, and eat some good ass lamb for a weekend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why not? All right, let's shift gears back over to betting and back over to the PGA Tour, where this weekend and it's a pretty. It's a pretty revered tournament, to be honest with you, even though it's the weekend before the U.S. Open. The RBC Canadian Open. Uh, Rory McIlroy is your defending champion. It's held right up there at St. George's Golf and Country Club, Ontario, Canada. Itobichoki, I believe that's the name of the uh, city. Anyway, all right, Platt, you see the odds there. You know what we did last week. You know what we're doing this week. We're picking them again. I will give you – let's go with the underdogs first. Um, I'll give you my underdog first. Uh, I'm going with Cam Champ at plus 8,000. The guy's had some really good finishes in tournaments lately. If you can get that putter hot, who knows what could happen. I think he's a quality pick out of the guys that we're looking at are plus 5,000 or more to win the tournament this weekend. That's a good pick. I'm going to go Justin Rhodes at five plus 5,000. Sure. Yeah, Rhodes is always in uh, contention at tough courses and big tournaments. He has just a very storied past uh, in majors. A lot of uh, top 10 finishes, and uh, I believe he's got at least one. I know that for sure. He might have two. Uh, let's get into the heavy hitters this weekend and the guys that are probably going to be seeing more tickets bought at the window than guys further down the list. Scotty Scheffler is your favorite at plus 850. Justin Thomas after that. Rory McIlroy, Sam Burns, Cameron Smith, Matthew Fitzpatrick, Shane Lowry, Corey Connors, Tony Finau, Terrell Hatton, Patrick Reed, Harold Varner III's been playing wonderfully lately, Adam Hadwin, Sebastian Munoz, Sahith Gala, Keith Mitchell, not the ex-Reds outfielder that used to bear catch the ball with on his opposite hand. Those guys are considered our favorites. They're all better than plus 5,000 odds. What do you like, Platt? Who's your favorites pick? Well, number one, wasn't that Kevin Mitchell? They used to do that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was. You're right. Good call. Yeah. I like Scotty Scheffler here, man. He's sure. obviously the best player in the world. He's ranked number one. And this seems like the type of tournament he would win, get, gaining some momentum and rolling into the U.S. Open next week. So, yeah, I mean, I, I take the favorite here, man. I take Scotty. All right. Well, in honor of uh, Cam Newton, I'm going to make it a Cam kind of week. And I took <laughs> Cam Champ as my underdog, and I'll take Cameron Smith, this young man. Let me tell you folks right now, if you can find a betting line on this guy to win a major in the next 10 majors, he will win at least one. I'll say two. So let me put it to you this way. By the end of 2024, 
golfing majors season, Cameron Smith will have at least two majors. Put it on the board. PC Tony prediction, June 8th, 2022. Calling that right there. That guy, he can fucking golf. He can fucking golf. Let's fucking golf. Let's, Let's golf, fucking guy. Golf. Let's fucking golf, guy. <laughs> Again, man, I'm I'm just amazed that Tiger Woods turned down a billion dollars to go Bro. kiss babies, Bro. ride in a car with a woman, Bro. and take a picture with the prince every now and again, and and walk around the course and wave like fucking Queen Elizabeth or some shit. Like this is, I guess, man, I guess. Well, there you have it. There are our picks today. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Platt's got Boston minus three and a half tonight. I got Golden State taking the three and a half. We both like the over. I like Tampa tomorrow night. Platt likes the Rangers tomorrow night. We both like more than five and a half goals. This weekend, UFC 275. We're both on Prochaska, Shevchenko, and Weili Zhang. And as far as some golfing goes this weekend, if you're looking to bet some underdogs, check out Justin Rose or Cam Champ. If you're looking at the favorites, there is none other more favored than Scotty Scheffler, and Cam Smith has been playing well in addition. Those are the picks. Take them to the window, but only bet as much as you're willing to lose, folks. If you have a problem, get help. Don't over-gamble. I don't know. Don't drink and drive. Listen to the DWI podcast. Follow us at Chairshot Bets. Follow me at PC Tunney. Chris? Uh, yeah, uh, don't over-gamble. Don't drink and drive. Drink your water and wash your ass. You can find me on Twitter at the Real C Platt and just all over Chairshot. Make sure you check out Chairshot and a lot of cool things that we've got going on. Also, go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the Chairshot. Pick up an official Chairshot T-shirt, please and thank you, thank you and please. Yeah, you had a little more time there, but uh, enjoy uh, Game Three tonight and Game Five tomorrow. Let's fucking golf. Through the streets of Soho in the rain He was looking for the place called Lee Ho Forks Gonna get a big dish of beef chow mein Chairshot.com. Always use your head.